Today's episode of Setting the Edge is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash setting edge. That's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. I'm popping bottles tonight. Come do for a fight if you're ready. I'm popping bottles, baby. I'm popping bottles, baby. Mm. I'm popping bottles tonight. Yeah. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the update. This is your host, Charles McDonald. I'm here with my co host, Justice Mosqueda. We have just finished our NFC North preview on settingedge.com. Uh, so you should go check that out. The Bears, Vikings, Lions, and Packers are all, are, excuse me, are all up there. Uh, Justice did a lot of work looking at uh, some of their uh, efficiency stats and making spider graphs and going through the contract situation. Then uh, I have video breakdowns based on some numbers that uh, stood out. So, Justice, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Let's talk about how are we going to do this? Are we going to go how they were ranked last year or how we think that they're going to be ranked this year? Let's go how we think we're going to be ranked this year. So I think we're both on the same page at number four, the Detroit Lions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, after after being in the playoffs last year, which is gonna piss Detroit fans off. Yeah, I I just don't think that that roster got that much better this offseason. season, and I, I know people are gonna point up the offensive line. They got T.J. Lang and Ricky Wagner uh, from Green Bay and Baltimore, respectively. But that defense did not get any better. I don't think when you, when you look at, uh, I mean. Inside, on the, the, I thought one of their biggest needs was getting another guy inside just because Haloti Nada doesn't have it anymore, and Ishan Robinson was pretty shaky as a rookie, uh, to be kind. And I, I, I think Ezekiel Ansah will bounce back from a, a pretty poor 2016 campaign, but the, the, it's still not good. The secondary still stinks, and it, it really Gerard Davis needs to be Superman for this to be effective for them this year. Yeah, and the thing about the thing about Ricky Wagner too is they lost a tackle, so that's kind of almost more like a swap situation. Right. Um, obviously, they got T.J. Lang, but the weird thing to me about T.J. Lang and maybe because I'm a Packers fan and I was able to follow this is you know you know the guys who kind of have to go on tours right to get that contract. There's usually something up with them. So like the two big ones, I would I would say at least this off season were Eddie Lacy who had weight issues, right. And then it was T.J. Lang who broke his foot twice last year. Like, the last time we saw T.J. Lang, he had a broken foot. And, you know, Lions fans are kind of banking on that as, you know, this guy's going to be great. And I'm like, he broke, like, that's a 300-pounder who broke his foot twice last season. I'm not totally sure that that's a guy that you need to put all your eggs in a basket into. You know what I mean? Especially when teams like Green Bay, who doesn't let anyone walk away until this offseason, right? And they're sitting on, like, they might go into next year with like $80 million in cap room. Um, they didn't sign him. And then the Seahawks were like willing to give Luke Jokel crazy money and they didn't give enough to TJ Lang to lock him up. You know what I mean? So like, I, I don't know about that one. Um, a lot of people will point to their draft class and be like, look, they hit all their needs. But it, we're, at the end of the day, we're talking about an off the ball linebacker, a cornerback who ran a 4.6, uh, 40-yard dash at the combine and a 4.7 at his pro day. He actually got worse, right? And Tease Tabor. 
And we're talking about a tight end, Michael Robertson, who ran a, like a high 4.8. So, like, I understand people are like, you know, linebacker, you know, check the box. Cornerback, check the box. Tight end, check the box. But none of these guys really moved the needle for me at all. And this was a team that only that only had the lead for an entire – or that wasn't behind at all in one out of 16 fourth quarters last year and still somehow made the playoffs. Like, I think this is pretty easy to point out as like, all right, this is the regression team for next year in this conference. Yeah, I, I think they're I, I think they're doing for a, a pretty poor season this year. I, I don't really see a way this team gets into the playoffs. And like you said, those to have a tremendous, tremendously good record in those you know fifty fifty coin flip games, it 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 it's really just not sustainable. They're they're not winning by enough. They're not winning convincingly enough to for this not to be a regression. I think the steps that our third place team made, uh, the Chicago Bears. The steps that they made this offseason and uh, the guys returning, especially in that front seven, and I think uh, Jordan Howard being a hit for them as a fifth-round pick is going to be huge for them. Uh, Bears, I think they're team trending up. Yeah. Um, the weird thing about Chicago to me was I didn't realize how, like, if, if you just look at their yards per carry and yards per completion, right, um, that's an efficient offense. Like, the, really, if you look at their their spider web, what shoots them in the foot is, you know, the fact that they turn over the ball. And, you know, Brian Hoyer wasn't turning over the ball. We talked with uh, Robert Mace from The Ringer about this. And he he kind of threw his cape up for, for uh, Brian Hoyer. Uh, but, like, if you have not Matt Barkley starting at quarterback, that you know, that, that team might be, like, a six-win team. Um, I, I wrote about in the piece how, basically, if you're two games over under 500, more than two games over under 500, basically in the past decade plus in the NFL in close games, um, on average, you improve or, you know, regress by four games the next year. So Chicago qualifies in one of those teams, and I think it's something like 13 out of 13. I, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. But basically, every single team that has, has the background of what the Bears went through last year improved by, on average, uh, four games the next season, and every single one of them improved their previous record. So, like, Chicago's not going 3-13 and again. Um, I low-key think that this team is probably, like, like a 500 team. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, it's not a playoff team, I don't think, especially with those quarterbacks. But if they can get their wide receiver situation kind of figured out, because obviously they're only going to play, like, two, two wide receivers. Like, if you look at how much they've invested at their tight, at their tight end position, I mean, Shaheen, either Shaheen or Deion Sims, who they just kind of gave a big contract to, and Shaheen was a second-round pick, one of those is going to be the third tight end. So, like, to say, like, th this team is going to be coming out with two tight ends, three tight ends, you know, damn near every single play. And if you look at uh, their pass-blocking efficiency, their sack percentage, right, uh, they really don't give up sacks, even though they have Charles Leno and, like, Bobby Massey playing offensive tackle. I think that's probably because, you know, those guys get a lot of help. Um, and I don't really see that changing at all this next season. Plus, like you said, that front seven is going to be good. They added bodies to the secondary. Timmy Jernigan's coming back. So, or, uh, uh, Golden. Yeah. Okay. Golden. Hopefully Goldman can stay healthy because that dude just never, he's, he's talented, but he can't put it together. But I think you, you look at like the rest of their front seven and in the art, in the video that, uh, I posted on the season preview, they were eighth in sack, uh, percentage as a defense, which 
It, I mean, it right. kind of surprised me. You know, they had Leonard Floyd get seven sacks, Akeem Hicks got seven sacks, Willie Young got seven sacks, and Pernell McPhee got six sacks or four sacks while he was in and out of the lineup. But that's you know, if you can get guys like uh, McPhee to stay healthy, and maybe Jonathan Bullard figures out how to play football this season, uh, maybe that that's a team that could have like a top five pass rush unit, especially if Leonard Floyd can take the next step in his development. Make some noise. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Now, who do you yep. have as uh, the number two team in the division? See, that's that's actually a good question because I came into this assuming it was going to be Green Bay, right? And then I looked through Minnesota stuff. I looked at Green Bay stuff. Um, I think they're pretty tight, to be honest. Like, Minnesota kind of – like, everything that Minnesota was bad at, other than basically, like, pushing the ball downfield on the offensive side of the ball, right, they, they improved that, like, dramatically. Like they were like, all right, running back, we need to get better at running back. And they, you know, they, they filled it twice. You know, you look at the offensive line, they, they, they added, you know, two of the biggest names in free agency. Um, they need a penetration at, at under tackle, basically, right? They need a penetration at under tackle. They brought in uh, Dayton Jones and drafted Jaleel Johnson, who is our boy. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, yeah. So I, I don't really like that, that team, if they win the NFC North, they would not surprise me at all. I'm, I'm not too – this is more of a situation where I think it's like 1A, 1B, where like the AFC uh, North that we previewed previously, like a week ago or whatever, um, it was pretty clear that Pittsburgh is like – you know, Pittsburgh's uh, running that thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm with you. I can't get a firm grasp on which of these teams is better. And I just love they, – you know, they, they really had a, an atrocious run game last year. Uh, they were 32nd in yards per carry. They were 25th in tackle for loss percentage. I mean, if you look at what happened to the offensive line, it just got destroyed with injuries, and it, it was it was just it was a, it was a big joke by the end of the season. And then they were 24th in uh, run percentage. So th- they knew they sucked at running the ball, and they didn't really try to. So I like the emphasis this offseason to go get uh, Mike Remmers and Riley Reef. And Remmers isn't a great. Uh, pass blocker, but he does have some impressive plays in space as a run blocker. Uh, so, and then you get Pat Eiflin in the third round from Ohio State, who some people thought was a first round talent, and then obviously the steal of their draft, uh, in my opinion, at least, was getting Dalvin Cook in the second round. So you you got a little uh, three head quote unquote monster with Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, and uh, Jarek McKinnon. So that should be uh, a piece of the offense that improves, and I expect them to be a lot higher in run percentage than twenty fourth next season. Yeah, yeah, like that, that team is clearly like that team doesn't have to rely on Sam Bradford throwing like four yard speed outs like every single play. You know what I mean? And yeah. just that alone is going to change so much. Yeah, so uh, I, I think we're on the same page with Packers one uh, A, Vikings one B, or you can flip if you want to. Now, as a Packers fan, what's, what's one area of the team that concerns you still as we sit here at the end of May? Uh, pass rusher. Um, you look at how Dom Capers plays defense, right? Uh, you, you know, it, it, Dom Capers and the Packers were like the face of like the Madden previews and things like that when people would run like the Amoeba defense tutorials and stuff, right? Um, and like people forgot that like he likes to throw out four pass rushers. Uh, so they have Nick Perry, they have Clay Matthews, who hasn't really been Clay Matthews in like two seasons, right? Uh, behind them, though, they have J. Ron Elliott and, uh, I mean, Vince Beagle, who, you know, now has his has his health issue. 
and then uh, Kyla Fackrell. And Kyla Fackrell and Jaron Elliott combined for six career sacks. And <laughs> on third down, Green Bay likes to throw out four or five pass rushers. So I don't know how the hell that unit gets any better without adding new bodies, but that's that's where they're at right now. Um, I'm more concerned about that, honestly, than I am at cornerback. I think the ball house is going to be decent, and I think, you know, it was, it was pretty clear to me that Demarius Randall was playing banged up as much as people like to make fun of him and stuff like that. Uh, I think those, those cornerbacks in Green Bay were obviously compared last year. You think Ladarius Gunter is still going to be getting playing time? Oh, man. I don't know. I think uh, I, w- I was reading some tweets from, like, OTAs and things like that, and I think they had Gunter on the outside, and they were playing Randall in the slot. But they were also playing Josh Jones at, like, inside linebacker. And, like, more, like him and Morgan Burnett were the inside linebackers and things like that. So uh, I really have no clue. <laughs> Like the, the Don Capers is just going to play like fidget around basically all year. Last year they settled into like nickel. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about Green Bay and they're like, "Oh, all they do play, all they do is play nickel defense." And like, all the league does is play nickel defense. No, no, no. Like literally, like you could go back and watch the Dallas playoff game where Dallas has two tight ends and an extra offensive lineman, and Green Bay stays in nickel personnel. Like they yeah. did not want to get out of nickel last year. Every team is like that. I mean, the, even yeah, Atlanta, oh yeah, Atlanta played uh, 64% nickel and 19% dime last year, which is, that's what that's what it is now. That, no, there's no, there's no way teams see extra offensive, there's no way that's true. Like, Green Bay, Green Bay plays more than anyone also, like, statistically, but I don't know, man. They're, they're just kind of dumbasses with that, but, like, Don Capers likes to play games at the back end of it. Um I'm really more worried about the pass rushers and the people getting upfield this year than anything else, especially with Guyon being suspended, Dayton Jones, you know, leaving, Julius Peppers leaving. Uh, you know, that's that's like three key names in a front seven that really had no room to regress. Right, right. Um, let's see. So anything else that we need to cover with this MC North pot or should we uh, cut it off? I think we're good. Uh, keep an eye Next week, I think we should be on schedule. We'll see if we'll, stay on, if we'll stay on schedule. We should be on schedule for the AFC East and NFC East uh, podcast. So that should come up next week, maybe. Maybe. No promises, though. But that's what we do around here. All right, so uh, <laughs> for justice, we will see you guys I don't know, soon, in a few days. <laughs>